Today on the channel, I'm gonna go over how to start a real estate team. Let's get to it. If you have been crushing it in real estate and you're like, I need a team. I am at this point where I don't wanna do this alone anymore. I can't, I've got leads, I've got all of these things. And you're thinking about starting a team. I wanna go over with you the steps, what you need to start with and the steps you need to take to be able to do it and do it successfully. So first and foremost, you need to define what you're trying to create. What are you trying to build? And the reason why I say that is because coming from someone who had a 15 agent team down to a three agent team down to what we're doing now, which we, I don't have a team of just real estate agents. I have the short sale queen. And then we also have agents. I've met with so many large mega teams and I've seen how so many structure it and everything is different because this is your business. So a couple key things that you need to really consider. What is your end goal right now? Are you a buyer's agent? Are you a listing agent? What is your goal? What are you trying to create? The second thing that you need to consider is being a producer, a top producer is not the same as being an owner. And the reason why I say that is because I realized that when I was creating a team and I was crushing it, I, oh man, I was number one in my brokerage. And then I got a team because it was just like the next step. Like as a realtor, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, get all these agents and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. They sucked so much of my time. <laughs> they, and it was the way that I was doing it, right? Because I'm, I was so into like having this mass team of, I'm like, okay, well, if I do this myself, imagine my production and the numbers when I'm making money off of other agents, right? Like that's the dream. You have got 10 agents and you're helping them. And now you're able to like, you know, send them deals and replicate yourself except the reality is totally different. And I learned very early on that most real estate agents, the reason why they join teams is of course for leads and for structure. And a lot of them want to be babysat. Like that's just the reality. And there are great team leads that have a structure in place for agents like that. I did not. And I hated it. I literally would tell them like, what are you doing? I'm not going to wake you up in the morning. And that doesn't really go over well when you're the team lead. So it didn't really work. At one point, like I said, I had like 15 agents and I made less that year than I ever did as a solo agent because bigger is not always better. You have to think about as a top producer, you're trying to buy your time back, but you're allocating your time in training. You're allocating your time in helping those agents. So if your sole income is in your sales because you're a top producer, you're going to be taking away from that income while you're building this. So understand that there's going to be a huge shift from producer to owner, and you have to be a different type of agent now. Like now you, you are a team lead, which means that you're a leader. And just because you're a really good top producer doesn't mean you're a good leader. And that was another huge shift and a learning experience for me of, okay, I know what I'm good at, but do I know how to identify what they're good at? I like them. They're great agents, but are they going to be good at being a buyer's agent? Are they going to be really good at being a listing agent? And for me, I've always had listings. So I've always been a, a top listing agent. All we do is listings. I don't work with buyers. So it was perfect, right? Like on paper, it's like, Hey, I have buyer leads that, you know, that we can easily just give you because we have all these listings, but then now I'm helping them pre-qualify. Now I'm helping them put out fires. Now, instead of generating income and working on my deals, now I'm helping them with all their feelings, right? And so all of that just comes with it. 
And then when you have 15, I restructured to where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a team lead and I'm going to have someone, you know, run the team. And then that failed because that person wasn't, you know, the right position. So when you see the structure, that's why I say, I'm like, okay, is this something that you really want to do? Understanding that essentially they are going to be sucking a lot of your time. They're going to be distracting you and taking you away from producing income. So if that didn't scare you off and you still want to create it, let's talk about the right way to do it. With the end goal in mind, you need to identify what, what are you good at and what do you suck at? Where is your time going and where are the gaps that you need? Okay. So for me, listing agent and I needed buyer's agents. One of the first hires I made was my transaction coordinator. So at the time I was paying someone per transaction. And then when I had a team, I had to have someone full time on salary because now they were our go-to. Um, Cheryl is my transaction coordinator now, and she's way more than a transaction coordinator. She's like agent coordinator at this point, client coordinator, all of them. She gets all the titles. And for her, she has such a huge role because she is constantly dealing with the agents and helping and she's a resource. Well, guess what? That takes the pressure off of me. And so finding that person is going to be huge and instrumental, especially as a top producer, you do not need to be spending your time doing paperwork. You don't need to be spending your time working the transaction and making sure it closes and going back and forth with the title company. The only thing you need to be worrying about are income producing activities. What are things that are driving you to create opportunities to get leads, to get contracts, and then of course closings. So as you're mapping that out, one of the first hires you need to have is the transaction coordinator so that when you bring someone on, they can focus on the income producing activities and you're teaching them the right ways to do it. The second thing that you need to do is put a system in place for what's already working for you. A lot of top producers and a lot of agents that try to create a team, they really don't know what works. They're really good at sales, but they don't know how to replicate it. They're just like, I don't know. I wake up, I close deals. Okay, great. That's awesome. But how do you explain that to a team member? Because you want someone else underneath you to be successful. You have to show them before you bring anyone on board. It's important to have a system in place. If you don't use a CRM because you're a messy agent, that's just like, I'm doing deals, but I don't have, it's chaos. You have to have a central system that they can plug into. What is your database? What is all of these things that you're going to be providing to the agent? The agent is going to want leads. They're going to want a process. Like they're going to need it. And if they don't have it, and if they're not getting that kind of support from you and they're not learning, they're going to leave because why would they need you at that point? So the value add isn't, like what most agents think of like, oh, I get a percentage of your deals. It's like, what value can you provide to that agent? Because let me tell you, after all the time you spend training, you want them to stay. That's the other thing too. Like I'd pour into these agents and again, I'd want it more than them. I'd spend four months where I could have made money and now they left because they didn't apply it. Ugh, so frustrating, but that's a part of it. That's part of the game. Right. Again, on paper, it looks really good, but the reality and the facts like dealing with the day to day stuff is a completely different ballgame. Now, can you do it successfully? Absolutely. But it has to be automated. And in the beginning, as you're creating, making sure that you have these systems in place so that you're not wasting your time. Because remember, time is money. Like time is literally the only commodity that we have in this business, especially, you know, as we're building a team and we're producing sales. When you think about building a team, uh, just to recap, defining your role as a team lead, what are you going to be focusing on? 
who are the, the key agents that you need that you can plug into your existing business, finding a transaction coordinator that can handle the day-to-day -day operations with the transactions that you can literally get a deal and hand it off to them. And then what are the systems in place for accountability for that agent? How are you going to supply them with leads? How are you going to um, keep track of the fact that you're paying for these leads and are they following up? And the last thing when you're creating a team is making sure that you have some type of, of a consistent meeting with those agents, some kind of um, follow-up with that agent. It is so important. Out of sight, out of mind, especially with real estate agents. They need structure. They have no idea what they're doing. They're floating around. They're like babies, like how do I walk? And you've got to have a place for them to do that. So the more accountability that you have for those agents, the more likely they're gonna actually make the calls. They're gonna actually show up. So the best teams that I've met with and that I've seen and even from my personal success, when we were at our best, when I had a huge team, we had a, a team meeting every single Friday where everyone would share their wins, share what they're working on, their pipeline. And it was great because if they weren't doing anything, they would weed themselves out because now you have a bunch of people that are like, I got three contracts today. And if you have nothing to say at the meeting, you're, you're kind of calling yourself out. Like I didn't do anything this week. It also creates the momentum and the excitement and the collaboration, you know, as you're building this as a team. In the beginning, as you're building it, you might want to meet with them every day right? Like just in the morning, like 10, 15 minutes, either on zoom or in the office, if you have one, but something consistent that they know, like non-negotiable on Mondays, we're going over the contracts. We're going over things that we're implementing on Fridays. We're going to, you know, have lunch or, you know, whatever that looks like, but the consistency is going to be huge for accountability without accountability. These agents will not do well. And it's always going to fall back on you on time wasted. And they're going to tell you, Oh, it doesn't work. I tried the team and you know, I didn't get anything from it. One thing I don't talk a lot about is my mentorship. I talk about the boot camp and all of that. And I help, um, agents and investors that are building out their teams on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I take two people a year. So if you you're at the place where you're like, I have existing revenue, I need help. Like I need someone to help me, you know, restructure the entire business, everything I'm saying, like in this video, reach out to me. Um, I, like I said, I do, I have one to two people that I take on a year. It's a six month commitment. You have to have existing business to be able to qualify. Um, we also have our free class that you can come into if the problem is generating leads and you want to get into this niche for your team. All of those uh, links are in the description of the video and I'll see you guys next time.